0: Welcome to today's best podcast ever. I am your host, Jason Barton. Today's date is July 9th, and I have with me my cohorts in action.
1: April Mitchell. And Chris
0: Scott. And we have a lot of entertaining things for you today. We're just going to go ahead and start off talking about entertainment news. What do you got for us, Chris?
2: Oh my god, well, I have the good, the bad, and the ugly. What? So... Not and not necessarily in that order, because I'm oh. going to start it all off. And actually, I'm going to I'm going to designate each one as good, bad, or ugly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to start with a bad. And this was kind of depressing. I heard about this on Thursday. uh Oh. Joan Lee, the wife of the generalissimo, you know, comic book mm-hmm. writer mm-hmm. Stan Lee, m- wife of seventy years, passed away this past Thursday.
0: Oh, that's sad. yeah. Well,
1: if you get on Facebook, you'd know. What is this?
2: No, actually, I've been on Facebook. I didn't see it. I was sharing the hell out of it. Yes, but 70 years. I mean, she was there pre-Marvel. You know, he was ready to quit comic books, and, you know, she was a story I've heard is she said, you know, go out and make the thing that you really want the most or write about yourself or something. That's when he came up with the Fantastic Four and the rest is history. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that was a sad. That was that was sad to hear. But I mean, there's such a outcropping out there of respect for her. It's really awesome to see. <sighs> good. Next, <laughs> next we go into the good. Spider-Man: Homecoming has tied up or webbed up and uh... over 120 million domestically, <laughs> um, almost as much um, globally. So it is definitely the big winner this week. I mean not that there was you know much to think of that kind of think about that list. I mean come on it is still MCU even though if, even if it is being rebooted for the third time in yeah. 20 years
0: I heard I've seen good things about it so.
2: I have not seen it yet I did, th- this was not my weekend to go out and see anything but I will be catching it later this week so um I I will be regaling my thoughts on that for next week's podcast you know pre pre-San Diego Comic Con we won't have to we won't be getting completely buffered by everything by from there yet <laughs> so that'll be good uh, Wonder Woman has racked up another 10 million mm. so she's closing in on 370 million domestically and almost about to beat out the domestic gross of Guardians 2 so oh, at least for maybe a week or so Wonder Woman will be the highest comic book movie this year at least unless Spider-Man beats it out which it possibly will
0: Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. So,
2: yep, we will see. I mean, yeah, Spider-Man could have, you know, just the one and done. You know, people will see it, and then it drops, like, 60% over week over week. So, we'll see what happens. Um, still, on the good side, today, in history, you know what today's, today's not the birthday of something, it's the anniversary of something. It had been 35 years to the date since the release of fucking Tron. Yeah... That was my favorite Disney movie pre Pixar. You know, once Pixar came out and everything's from Story, Toy Story on, of course I had to change. But I consider anything pre Pixar the classic collection. So that is my favorite. Uh, that came out di- the year I was Disney. born too. That's
1: what I hmm? said earlier. Mm-hmm.
2: What was that? Said, I said I told him earlier was, that
1: that came out the year oh, yeah, we were born. Facts.
2: Oh yeah, true. Yeah, true. True it's enough. As old I, as, uh, I I did not think about that. So, hey, you guys, you guys are, you know, yes, you guys are in the same year's Tron. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, come
2: on. It might be cheesy, but it's a good movie. Hey, I like Tron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another good, well, okay, I've got a lot of good here. Um, There were early reports a couple of days ago that Jeremy Renner broke both of his arms during the, you know, during the shooting of Infinity War. Man, I just see your note here, Jason. Um, apparently, no. Jeremy Renner <laughs> did not break his arms on the set of Infinity War, which is a good thing for everybody involved. Uh, why not? Um, he's Hawkeye. Come on, if he breaks I his know. arms, then he's screwed. Yeah, no, let's
0: just do that's just it. Yeah. So it was just uh, misinformation,
2: is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. It, it was fake news. Uh. <laughs> Um, Randall Park recently a Fresh Off the Boat, but apparently that guy has been in a whole lot of stuff. I mean, he's had a lot of roles. Um, he was the father on uh, Fresh Off the Boat, but he's also been known for being in, uh, different flicks like, um, The Interview, Veep, he was in Trainwreck, um, trying to look for some a few older, um, a few older things. He was in Neighbors, you know, he just... He's probably in, in the background a lot, but fresh off the boat was one of his big roles. Um, he's now tied into Ant-Man and the Wasp, so Randall Park has joined the MCU. Of course, I think at one point you know there was some kind of like Asian friend to Scott Lang or um, or you know or to Ant-Man. So that'll be interesting to see what he actually does there.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know if this is bad or if this is ugly. Uh another 80s classic is being remade because there are reports that Selma Blair has joined the cast of the television remake of the movie Heathers
1: I hated
2: the first one yeah I mean Christian Slater Winona Ryder I'm like yeah no I don't know about that the
1: first one was so stupid
2: Yeah, I'm putting that in the bad (laughs) Uh, my next bit is going to be both bad and ugly Hawaii 5 I don't know if you guys heard anything about this but apparently um, Daniel day Kim and Grace Park who play uh, Chin Ho Kelly and Kono on the show the two you know actual you know Asian Americans or um, Islanders or you know I you know the two that are supposed to be native to Hawaii are leaving the show under um, salary issues mm-hmm. so that's half the main, that was pretty much half the main original cast. So it's like, yeah. what are you going to do now? <laughs> so I'm kind ce- of curious to see what happens with this most recent season, this next coming season, without the two of them on there. Um, I will have one last piece of news, but Jason, I think I see that you tied in a pe- um, piece do. of something. So uh, why don't you hit this um, piece of news, entertainment right. news?
0: So um, I did notice um, while going through some video game news, some entertainment. Um, and I thought this was interesting. Bleach live action teasers out, um, and it's a and it's really short. Uh, Twenty one seconds makes it a real teaser. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, looks like um, what you'd expect from the Bleach, um, like if you watch Bleach the anime whatsoever. <laughs> but it's live action, so it's just kind of weird. I mean, this thing's been like fifteen years, like one of the biggest like animes um, in Japan so why not make a live action because I heard about this a while back ago and it's going to be released next year and um, I really don't think there's going to be an English dub for this thing so we'll probably have to read it, you know. <sighs> the movie so anyways um, I, I, hope it's, I hope it's as good as it's going to maybe be but it's, I bet you it's going to be super cheesy too because that's kind of what I feel like Japanese movies sometimes are
2: Especially okay so you say that could be anime. both bad and ugly like, it could be yeah, good but it I could also good, be ugly but
0: it could be potentially ugly
2: Gotcha. All right, and the last one is kind of ugly and stupid and moronic, but hey, considering how the fifth movie went, I can only imagine that the original actor from this movie is deciding to spiral out of control. Our favorite friend and YouTuber and crazy-ass person that gets put into a meme probably about you know (laughs) once a year at least, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Arrested on suspicion of disorderly conduct and pu- public drunkenness in Georgia. Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, it's like, really, dude? Really? I mean, he he had such a decent career and then it's just like he's imploding now. So...
0: Maybe he just doesn't like where he's going in life and decided to make some new choices.
2: Maybe. Enjoy. can't say that they're good ones, but...
0: Maybe he's just prepping himself to write a book. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> maybe. But that's what I got for that entertainment news. But I'll have some extra good fun stuff later on the show. Yay. Next, I believe it's April with some famous birthdays. Yay, birthdays! Happy, Yay, happy
0: birthdays. birthdays! Lots of birthdays too. It's birthday, birthdays! Birthday, everybody's birthday. Today's Plus, birthdays,
1: we have Tom Hanks. Born nineteen fifty-six. He's got a whole slew of them. I we're gonna post them on the. Tom room. Hanks. <laughs>
0: what?
1: That's it. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him a lot, and like you know, Sleepless in Seattle, um, Da Vinci Code, League of the Own, Boy Joe Scott. versus the Volcano, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then you got Jimmy Smith, born 1955. Oh, He's pretty. in Star Wars episodes two and three, and also in Rogue One as Senator. Aka also, Bale Organa, and he was on NYPD Blue. Jack White. I had to do a little mention of him just because of where he's from. Jack White was born in 1975 in Detroit, Michigan. Woo. He played Georgia in Cold Mountain, one of my favorite movies during the Civil War. He's also the, one of the founding members of the band White Stripes, mm-hmm. there's only two of them, and he's now a solo artist, mm. which I liked it when he sang bluegrass in uh, Cold Mountain, but I don't really like his other stuff. Oh. Um, another reason I know of Seven Nation Army is because they overplayed on the radio.
2: Just a little bit.
1: July tenth. Peter Sarah <sighs> Oh, Yeah, five that times guy. fast. He was born nineteen seventy two in Liverpool, England. He's a, d- a Denarian. Sal in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he's Pete in Shaun of the Dead. Woo! In Star Wars Episode One, he was actually Darth Maul, a battle droid. Commander and Gungan Scout. <laughs> that's what I call multitasking. In the video game Dark Souls 2, he's the voice of mild mannered Pate. Oh. In Doctor Who, he's the voice of Fisher King. And in the newest one that came out, the John Wick Chapter 2, he's Sommelier. I think that looks like a French name, so that's how I pronounce it. Okay.
0: Da 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 da.
2: Not quite.
1: No. <laughs> no. 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 Instead of me quitting, you're fired.
2: Sw- swing a miss, Jason. I thought you
1: were prepping for <laughs> <laughs> a Okay, anyways. Yeah, get it do, right. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's got it. Yeah. Fred Gwynn.
0: Yeah, that's what I was prepping for.
1: I know, but you, know, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no that's just that's no. Adams. I'm family- telling my mother on you. <laughs> oh. <sighs>
2: <laughs> uh, this moment of silence brought laughter, brought to you by getting the wrong theme song.
0: Welcome to my world.
1: And then we snort. That's great. That just okay. <laughs> Whew, okay, Fred Gwynn. Hey, have you ever seen a uh, Saturday Night Live when they do what they call the break?
0: Yeah. There's
1: a whole song about it. Look it up, kids. Anyways, Fred Gwynn, born 1926, died July 2nd, 1993. Damn, another one on Mom's birthday. Now she can say she's got Fred Gwynn in their truck under her belt.
0: So would you say they're not creepy and they're kooky?
1: <laughs> no. Um, he played Herman Munster in the Munsters, in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No! Jason, you're fired!
1: <laughs> I want oh. a new podcast. <laughs> And then for any of you who, you know, like the fact that her her biological clock is ticking, (laughs) and you watched My Cousin Vinny, he's Judge Chamberlain Haller, you know, the two Utes.
2: (laughs) I love that. I loved him in that role. That was a great (laughs) role for him.
1: And he was Jed Crandall in Pet Cemetery, which I love how they spelled Pet Cemetery for that movie. And I bet if you sat down and watched it with me, because we have it on the server, you'd see that he was Jonathan Brewster on Arsenic and Old Lace.
0: Uh Uh-huh, yep. That's when the old ladies try to kill them, right?
1: Old that little old aunt. Aunt Ab... No, it's... Aunt... Because I played one of them in high school. Oh, okay. Abigail. I was Aunt Abby. I was Aunt Abby. I'm the one who made the wine. No, I don't know. (laughs) And then you've got Fiona Shaw, born 1958 in County Cork, Ireland... Um, we all know her, well, all you Potterheads, like me, know her as Aunt Petunia in all the Harry Potter movies. Um, what, what? If you've seen the TV show that was on briefly, Emerald City, she played Mombi, that evil crazy lady who kept that child prisoner. Um, in True Blood, she played Marnie Stonebrook. She was a psycho bitch. Oh my god. Uh-huh. And she's on a show that I want to watch called Gormenghast.
0: Ah, and here's a quote from her, even when they have nothing. The Irish admit a kind of happiness, a joy. (laughs) Okay, I'm done.
1: Because when they were out of potatoes, they still had fish.
0: Yeah, everybody loves fish and chips. Oh, wait, that's the potatoes. I'm sorry, it's
1: too soon. Anyways, July 11th, we have Tom Holland, born in 1943. He's an American director and screenwriter of horror and thriller films. This guy hit home with me because he wrote Fright Night.
2: Oh, Oh, this is a different Tom Holland. I saw it on the list, and I'm thinking it's Tom Holland, Tom Holland. The kid from Homecoming.
0: Yeah, no, it's not
1: him. No, this is the guy who wrote Fright Night Child's play Thinner, Psycho 2, and The Langoliers.
2: Oh, nice. I'm going to have to look into that guy some more. He did
1: a little (laughs) bit of acting. He played cameos and stuff in a lot of horror film documentaries and stuff, but yeah. I was excited that he wrote Fright Night, so he's got both Fright Nights under his belt, the old one and the new one. I like both. And then you've got David Kelly, born 1929 in Dublin, Ireland, and he died February 12, 2012. Um, For anyone who actually likes Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like I do, um, he was Grandpa Joe. Uh. If you've seen the movie that I love, and I've also read the book, you've seen me carrying it around, uh, Stardust. He plays the old guy that guards the wall. Because at the end, he's like, I give up. <laughs> it's not, we're not trying, we're, I'm not trying to keep people out, I'm tr- I i can't even keep them in. <laughs> it was cute, I like it, because he beats the shit out of that kid when he's an old guy, it's great. <laughs> in uh, Waking Ned Divine*, he plays Michael O'Sullivan, the little old man who rides the moped naked. <sighs> He gets the little mud racing stripe up his back when he gets uh, home. What it is, is it's set in a little Irish town and supposedly this guy wins the lottery and the excitement of it kills him. Yep. So the whole town picks this guy, Michael O'Sullivan, to pretend he's Ned Devine so that the town that he can win the lottery money and then the town's going to share it and split it. <laughs> and then there's just one little lady in a cart. She's just like this little crotchety bitch. And, yeah, watch it. It's hilarious. There's a little Irish film called Waking the Divine. Oh, my God, I love it. This one girl won't won't marry your boyfriend because he smells too much like pigs. Because he's a pig farmer. (laughs) It's a cute movie. Anyways, I love David Kelly. July 12th, we have Michelle Rodriguez, born 1978. She's in pretty much most of the Fast and Furious movies as Letty. My favorite one was the one where she lost her memory and they had to rescue her from the bad guys, and here she is thinking she's a bad guy. Oh. Uh, that was a good one. And in Resident Evil Retribution and the regular Resident Evil, she plays Rain.
0: Yeah, I just know her and Furious.
1: And in Blue Crush, she plays Eden. I think I've seen that, like, once when it came out.
0: <laughs> oh, and she was in Machete.
2: <laughs>
1: what the fuck's <laughs> Machete? It's, I know it's a weapon, but
2: it? It's one of those um, Robert Rodriguez yeah, movies. it's a... Uh...
1: Oh, it makes you wonder the, if she's related to Robert Rodriguez. I don't know. Why else would she be in Machete? The turtle.
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's be in a movie named after a really crappy weapon. It's
0: one of those cheesy movies that you just gotta kind of watch. It's like, I don't know, lower B? <laughs> right movies.
2: Yeah, it's almost a C grade, yeah. yeah. yeah I
1: watched a horror movie funny. like that once. I thought it was Porn.
2: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm not. Well, I'm not talking about that. Sorry. Uh,
1: no, there are some B movies that are so bad you'd think they were porn. I've seen them.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyways, Topher Grace has a birthday on the twelfth as well. He was born 1978. I know him most in that '70s show, but apparently he plays Venom, aka Eddie Brock in Spider-Man, Spider-Man Three.
0: Yeah, another Spider-Man kind of relation thing that isn't, but is
1: sort of. Well, it's kind of sad that I have ties to True Blood in this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. July 13th, we have Harrison Ford, born 1942. Three is my first one. Star Han Wars. Solo? Which one? <laughs> All of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Han Solo. Um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark and in the Indiana Jones movies, he plays Indiana Jones. We also call him Indy. We do. Okay, that's what they had on. In one of the listings on IMDb, his character's name was actually Indy. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I thought you meant we call him Indian. I'm like, I don't know who relates no, to him. It's the name Indy.
1: I so do um, He was in a movie I like called Age of Adeline about the girl that gets in a car accident and then doesn't age. Uh, um, he plays an older gentleman, William Jones. I'm not going to tell you how he's associated in this story, but it's a really good movie. And then he, in Ender's Game, he's Colonel Graff.
2: Mm, I actually watched Interstellar.
1: Don't we have not it? Horrible. Yeah,
0: I, I, the book is way better. Like, if you, of course, so yeah. I, it's I read the book and it's far better than the movie. So I definitely advise reading the book if you, if you at all like the movie, you should definitely read the book. So it's one of those. And I think they're making a sequel or something. I thought. Anyways, anyways, moving on.
1: If they can make money off of it, they'll try. I'm sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and then you also have Patrick Stewart. Man, we have some big names on July thirteenth.
0: Patrick Stewart.
1: I have no clue. I do know. No, he was born in nineteen forty. <laughs> he is Captain Jean Luc Picard in Star Trek: The Next Gen. Anything having to do with Next Gen, pretty much. Yeah, or Professor X. Um, Professor Charles Xavier in the X Men movies. But stealing my thunder, damn it. And have either of you heard of the video game Castlevania: Lords of Shadow two? Whoa! Well, uh, mm-hmm. Yes. He is the voice of Zobek as well as one. <laughs> he is Zobek and okay, death in the first one too. Huh?
2: And he is also oh, the hetero dead. life mate of Ian McClellan.
1: Oh. <laughs> yes. You've yes. seen
2: those pictures of the two of them hanging out. They all have the time. one hell yeah. of a
1: bromance going on.
2: They that's, do, yeah. That's
1: he plays Ebenezer Scrooge in a Christmas Carol. That's actually one of my favorite versions. Oh. Mm. The only one I like better is Muppet, a Muppet, Christmas Carol. <laughs> Um, he is Gurney Halleck in Dune. Dune! And here's something going way back. Only, you you have to be really weird to have seen this one like I have. uh, Because I like history. Uh, Excalibur?
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my god.
1: Old, great movie. Want to own it. Had it on VHS. I remember watching it
2: in school. This is how far
1: back. On Laserdisc. Um, I think it's Helen Mirren... Played Morgana mm. when she was young.
2: <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, he's been in some good stuff. I I would love to see him Lego, actually perform Lego something Shakespearean on stage. That would be fucking awesome. But he
1: yeah he was de Grants in Excalibur. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll have to buy that movie. Oh my god, I'm getting. it was the
0: voice for Winters in TMNT. Anyways. Oh god. Yeah. He just does so much good stuff.
1: July fourteenth. I will get through these. I promise. July fourteenth is Jackie Earl Haley, <coughs> Rorschach. born nineteen 1960- sixty. I had to make sure I pronounced it right. What?
0: Oh yeah, Jackie Earl. Haley.
1: No, his character's name.
0: What Rorschach?
1: Rorschach, because uh, okay. the way they spell it, I wouldn't know to say Rorschach.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, he was uh, well. Guess what? He was Rorschach <laughs> in Watchmen. <laughs> uh,
0: what was
1: he? Yeah, huh. I I own that movie. I- but that's mainly because my ex never asked for it back when we broke up. And uh, not only did I get my Goonies back, but I also kept his Watchmen.
2: <laughs> Good call.
1: Anyways, um, in the newest version of A Nightmare on Elm Street, he played for Freddy Krueger. That came out in 2010. Oh, he was Rick Maddox in Robocop. Mm-hmm. Um, he is shown to be in the new Dark Tower as Sayer. Oh. I want to watch a show <gasps> called Preacher. Oh, that's right. I want to see that Dark Tower. Preacher? Yeah, it's coming now. I want to see Preacher. Um. Uh, Someone I know said that I really, really, really need to watch Preacher. But he plays Odin Quincannon in Preacher. And in the 2012 Dark Shadows movie, he played Willie Loomis. I own that one, too. I have a lot of stuff. That's one, two, and three so far. But that's only because Dark Tower's not out yet, and I haven't seen Preacher to buy it.
2: Actually, I remember when you were sick... Uh, well no actually you weren't sick it was the whole um, had to have the tooth pulled thing mm-hmm. and yeah you were falling asleep watching Dark Shadows
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love me some uh, oh. that is about to be the ugliest woman I've ever seen about Alice Cooper yeah <laughs> anyways uh, the other July 14th birthdays are Jane Lynch born 1960 she's Sue Sylvester and Glee she hosts the Hollywood Game Night show Yay! Now, this one, a lot of people won't know unless you're actually a fan of Rob Zombie movies. Because you have Sid Haig. For 1939, he plays Captain Spaulding, who's the guy with the creepy clown makeup in yeah, uh, The Devil's Rejects. And he's also in House of Thousand Corpses. That's where I first saw him. He wasn't in the new one, but the new one was good. I want to own the new one. Anyways, July 15th, we've got Adam Savage. Yay! Born 1967, so we all know him in MythBusters. He also does Punkin Chunkin and a lot of other things. Yay! And then we have Bridget Nielsen, born 1963 in Rodovre, Denmark. Did not say that right. Sorry. She was Red Sonia and Red Sonia and Carla Fry and Beverly Hills Gap. Yay! And apparently she was once married to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, why is he his birthday was last week. Oh,
0: and yeah, he was in Gillard, the Galaxies*. Okay,
1: so there are your birthdays. Oh, that's
0: what she looks like. Okay. Oh, here's I think a quote she wasn't.
1: I think she was an, on an episode of that show where they roast people, because she was somehow involved with Flava Flav. Of Flav. Uh,
0: all oh, all I know oh, is, yeah. it, is mm-hmm. it destroyed my they family. It destroyed my marriage to Sylvester, and I will never get it over it i have no clue don't ask me okay uh <laughs> it's like not referencing anything things were just a random quote out of some sort of like line from probably a news up this is
2: this is quality podcasting here folks <laughs> that's right guys thank you for listening and keeping <laughs> the, the I think missing
1: is yeah. it, the only thing missing missing is indiscriminate amounts of alcohol to make it even more exciting
0: well, i probably get slurred speech.
1: Well, we should go listen to the one from that right day now. I drank the bottle of wine, then.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you for those wonderful birthdays.
1: They were interesting today.
0: Uh, moving on to video game news. Okay, so uh, World of Warcraft, uh, we've already started talking about the new patch, 7.3. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. we got some stuff coming from that. So if you're a feral kitty guess what you're gonna have a lot of changes because they decided to make everything because there are three current skills uh or abilities that the cats get that have like the highest super overpower damage kind of area and then the rest of them are just kind of like meh kind of filler so they're gonna try to balance all the dps so all the abilities of your your kitty cat will be about the same in damage so you won't miss out if you like kind of have to change your rotation you kind of fail a few of your rotation abilities with them
1: anyways so pretty much if, if you're a feral kitty cat you're about to become a house cat uh
0: no you're <laughs> you're not getting your damage lowered you're just getting it no distributed I'm, I'm
1: just making a joke my wow. God. no way <laughs> don't be catty about that
0: anyways uh <laughs> oh uh new alchemy healing potions will be coming in patch 7.3 which also means that there will be new um uh ...recipes for us alchemists to learn so that we can make them. Um, they also have just one new artifact called the Insignia of the Grand Army... ...which will increase the effects of the light and shadow powers granted by the nether Crucible by 50%?! Holy shit! I have no clue what that is yet, but it's going to be part of the new to- um, probably Tome of Argus. So, that's cool. And uh, they have quite a few spell changes coming for a lot of classes. So, expect a lot of, like, just small changes, like damage increases or decreases... Um, Probably from the new updates. Uh, Nothing else spectacular unless you're a kitty cat. Um, That's it for World of Warcraft. On to Overwatch. So uh, we've been waiting for this. We've been taunted, flaunted, and we've gotten to see a lot of this about Doomfist himself. So we protected his Doomfist um, in one of the maps or whatever. Um, And then we get kind of a hint that he breaks out with their little teaser from his jail. Um, And then the Doomfist disappears as part of it. Uh, So, like, another special thing. Well, leading up to that, we learn that Doomfist wants to get stronger. And to do so, he uh, will create more conflict. um, Because he thinks humanity gains more from it when he causes conflict for humanity. So... Yeah, you know, like, the more chaos, the better it is in the world. Try to figure that out. So that's kind of cool. Um, he did highlight some of his new abilities. Um, he'll get a punch that breaks barriers. Uh, Reinhardt, uh, right through that. That's interesting. Um, he also gets an uppercut that sends people into the air, and then he can follow combo that with a super ground slam. So, like, when he's up in the air, he when he, after he finishes his uppercut, he'll get a targeting um, ability, which will let him target the ground. Um, and then he can just land and just destroy whatever, like, things at that location in the ground. So people are pretty much going to have to shoot him while he's in the air. Um, and, well, he's going to be down. So I have a feeling he'll be doing a lot of movement for certain, some of these phases. Um, I thought this was interesting. His ultimate is going to be what's called a meteor strike, which um, he gets the rectacles like he just did after he did it, um, an uppercut. But when he triggers his super slam, he gets the apparently path out where he wants to go with this and he hits the ground and just destroys whatever's in like that that line knocking them down um and just a bunch of other crap. so and doing significant damage Um, they also mentioned that he's kind of got his filler punch strike um and that if you want to line up his um punch that breaks barriers if you put somebody else like another player behind that or a wall he does more damage so you're ultimately going to be kind of like lining up people people between you and an object. <laughs> so if you can smash him into a wall, you're going to do significantly more damage. Um, they also stated um, he has an ability called the best defense. And it gives him a shield whenever he's throwing punches. So when he, the more he's laying into people, the more of a shield he's going to get from that. So the whole point of him is just trying to lay into people. So and as, as long as he's hitting people, he'll get the shield. So, I'm excited. Like, I've been waiting for Doomfist for a while. He'll be a new hero, by the way, so we get to play him. That's kind of cool. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Um, they didn't say when they're releasing him, but I imagine it'll be soon. So, and speaking of cool Black best from what we've been waiting for... Okay, maybe nobody's been waiting for this, because nobody knew about this, but there's this new controller called the NES30, and it's a throwback to the original NES controller, and it's for your Switch. So... It looks like the old NES controller, except that it has these two, like, thumb sticks that you can use with built into the controller and two right-left bumpers on the top. And mm-hmm. it looked like two little buttons on the bottom, too. So you kind of get a top bumper, a bottom bumper, and then these thumb-whatever things that you get sticks that you get to use. So it'll have all the functionality of what you would expect from the current controllers. Um, and I think it's kind of cool. It looks cool. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon. I provided a link. Um, the company that makes it is called Eight uh, Bit Do, and Eight uh, Bit Do. I don't know. Anyways, but they have uh, that controller, and then they have another throwback to like the Super Nintendo controller. But that was probably for a different. And oh, and this controller works with the Switch, but it also works with your PC, iPhone, Android. So you don't have to just leave it to your Switch. So hmm. forty two bucks. Kind of seems a little expensive. It gets you get a case with it though, so that's kind of cool. Anyways. Uh, moving on, PS4 games um, added to the PS Now hits 500 plus. Um, but there's still nothing that I'm probably willing to pay ten dollars a month for on that, or one hundred dollars a year to have. So, yeah, because it's not going to have any of the brand new games that you're seeing, it's just all the games that they're pretty much archiving from the past, they're putting it on the PS Now service. So, if you have old, old games, you could just we can't even trade them in because they're not really worth anything. So, but you know, if you still want to have them anymore, you could go throw those in a yard sale and then you go pay like ten dollars, whatever you want to play some of those games per month. Uh, it probably doesn't seem worth it, actually. But yeah. So until I see some new tiles like that, I like kind of like God of War. I think the original God of War is on it. That looks good. And one of the original Dark Souls. Um, so, anyways, uh, moving on. Xbox One game gifting will soon be a thing so you just make friends with a bunch of rich people and maybe they'll buy you games or you can buy games for your friends and then they don't have an excuse that they don't own the game to play with you so it's just like oh hey I'll just buy you that game for you let's go jump in uh, okay alright um, this has been an option for Steam quite some while too actually um, but it's not, it's not an option yet for the PS4 or Switch so uh, that's cool I think it's kind of cool they're doing that I mean, it opens up, you know, a whole world of people playing with friends now. But, you know, Steam's done. Steam did. Okay, uh, moving on. My last bit of ge- video game news. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I love talking about this title because it's such a great game. Um, shows a new desert map and teases bicycles. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Because, like, bicycles, and it's apparently been a feature that people have been asking for for a while. Because, you know, if you think, you get motorcycles... But bicycles, well, you know, it's probably like faster than running, but it's also silent. So you can move faster and be silent, which is kind of a perk. Um, But yeah, you don't get that speed you get from like a vehicle. So um, but anyways, moving on, uh, they have two pictures of the desert map um, up on Twitter. I've linked them in the notes. So if you want to kind of get a glimpse of what the new desert map will be, go check it out. It looks kind of cool. It'd probably be easy to see people if they're little black dots, though. So hopefully there'll be more desert camo gear that you can wear, kind of stuff. So it makes it harder to see, which would then make it even harder for you to kill people or see them. So, but this is more. These are more open maps, so, which is the whole point of the desert, I feel. So you get like lots more dunes, but you don't have those pesky trees getting in the way. Maybe a cactus here and there. I don't know. So, uh, that's it. Let's go ahead and move on to D&D news.
1: I don't have much. Game on. But, it's all about quality, not quantity, right, people?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's why we only have one map for Battlefield and (laughs) Sundergrave. Anyways, continue on.
1: Okay, we have a oh, new, do do? I really don't know what to call it, is it, I think it's an adventure? Uh. A campaign? Uh, campaign setting?
0: Uh, yeah, it's more of like a world setting, right? But
1: it's Plane Shift.
0: Yeah.
1: So, it's just Wizards of the Coast, something they make. It's five deadly trials await every initiate on the plane of Amonkhet. It's, um, a cat. Yeah, sure. Can you enter the trials and prove yourself worthy of a place in the god-pharaoh's afterlife?
0: I don't know. Can I build a giant pyramid?
1: Perhaps you will take on the role of vizier, serving the gods and maintaining the social order of Naktamun. Making them build pyramids? Or will you become a dissenter, turning against the city, the gods, and the will of the god-pharaoh?
0: Tearing down the sphinxes?
1: The Art of Magic, The Gathering, Amonkhet, sparked your interest in the wasted desert and thriving city of this plane, So now you can experience it yourself in these pages.
0: Because it's like a desert, so it's all about fire.
1: So they pretty much took the Amonkhet setting of Magic, The Gathering, and made it a campaign. a
0: yeah, playable area. Yeah, I a world to think about. So that sounds cool.
1: You go through the trial of the five gods with a set of rules to bring your Dungeons and Dragons adventures to life at in Amoket, including new races, new monsters, new backgrounds, and cleric domains for each of the five gods. Yeah,
0: so it's like uh, an Canada kind of an idea, but you get more races and all that stuff from it.
1: And who has the PDF? Oh, you know, this girl.
0: Oh, you already have the PDF for it? I got it
1: right here. Oh, got snap. it today, right there. I just had to click right there. Oh, well,
0: you're going to have to send me a link, sir. So go put it in the notes.
1: You got it, dude. Oh, yeah. They even
0: got Magic the Gathering right down there as an advertising. Because, you know, that's cross-product advertising.
1: Well, they did the same thing with Curse of Strahd. They turned Innistrad, and you can use Innistrad in in place of the Curse of Strahd setting. Just have different things. Uh, little which little I have lot.
0: that one too. Hey, as long as they're bringing good content to these games, and they're all
1: making games, it so that more people will want to play D&D, more than just your typical tabletop role plays. Or
0: possibly get into Magic the Gathering because you've been playing it on. on. Cat
1: came out not too long ago. I wouldn't mind buying a box of cards. <laughs> you know, even though I'll Eight never play, four? I mean, I'll have 20,000 cards that I'll never play with, but Eight, whatever. Okay. Anyways, that's that. Um,. Wizards also... I have... I think where is it at? Right here. Wizards of the Coast has declared a list of titles out of print. Oh, gosh. Returns for these titles must be received by January 10th, 2018. So what does that mean? If you don't want it anymore, you can mail it back in. I guess. And they give you a list of all the numbers and what they're called. Like, I couldn't tell you what FRB is. Fire in the Blood, Ashes of the Tyrant, Death Masks, Spellstorm... Spellstorm sounds familiar. The Last Threshold, Practical Guide to Dragon Magic, Practical Guide to Monsters, The Cleric Quintet, uh, Brass Dragon Codex, Raceland Chronicles Omnibus, War of Souls Trilogy, D&D Premium, 3.5 Spell Compendium, um, Elmen, Elminster's Forgotten Realms, EGP Elminster's Forgotten Realms, and D&D Against the Slave Lords, ASRS ADV HC. Whatever. Just know that those are going out of print, and you have until January of next year to have your returns received. So
0: F- FRB is First Response Buildings. So uh, for D and D, so it's their own little thing. The
1: only thing I kind of recognize was D and D, of course, and uh, D. Which one is it? DLB. Right I think that's Dragon Lands. That can't be right.
0: Yeah, I have no clue. It must be some old... <laughs> really
1: old It's 5th
0: edition. Oh, here we go. I found the thinking acronyms. It's not even another acronym thing here. That's crazy. Yeah, you got me.
1: Anyways, I, I have the list and the notes. I gave them to Jason to post. So if anybody needs to see the list and the numbers, they're all there for you. It's all in the notes. Yep. And that is my D and D news, cause nothing really too exciting gonna be happening until September. Yeah. Just the little releases of the little things till then, and there aren't many, cause you've got Tome of a An- not Tome. yeah, Tomb. Tome Tomb of Annihilation in September. You've got um, the Baldur's Gate version of Betrayal at House on the Hill in October, and then. Um, that Xanathar's Guide to Everything. I think it's either October. I think it's November, actually. Yeah. So we've got Bing, Bang, Boom three right in a row. So once that hits, it'll be Christmas.
0: It will be Christmas, especially when we get Ooh. that campaign
1: time. I have a feeling this year's Christmas list is going to be very D and D heavy.
0: Oh, plausibly, I'll probably already own it by that now.
2: D and D Xmas.
1: Well, not necessarily the books. I'm just saying it's going to be it's going to be very D and D Xmas for April this year.
0: Buy your friends' character sheets, everybody. And get them into D and D. That's a great gift. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Give the
0: gift that keeps on fighting.
1: <laughs> well, we ended up not having D and D last night because we didn't have enough people. Boy, that was the first time I ever got to play Betrayal at the House on the Hill, and i great hooked. Game. Hooked. Oh my I god! Tell you.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic because you don't know what the ending is going to be because it changes scenarios based on what. Artifact or the omen that causes um, the trigger and what room you're currently in, um, they all play out differently. So, so. I have to ask
1: mm-hmm. how did it feel? to be the traitor oh it was great i won shut <laughs>
0: literally. up literally like i just well yeah because with the dancing fiddler one or whatever so he was like The dance
1: of death oh my yeah. god i think that's my favorite one so, so far
0: it forces you to go to the ballroom if you fail a sanity save and then you become a traitor and then you have to go destroy the holy what was it the holy the symbol,
1: holy symbol. Yeah, yeah you just kind of walked up to me and yeah. you're like i'll take this yeah. thank you i literally
0: had to take it and just walk out the room and throw it in this giant chasm.
1: And I win! And we didn't even know. it. he'd won for like a turn and a half. And we yeah. didn't even know.
0: Yeah, I'd already won. I didn't even realize it.
1: I'm like, oh. oh God. That's
0: guys cool. Nice, Jason. Yeah. I just have but to my But the thing turn. was,
1: is our house wasn't very big either time. We played it twice. And yeah. our house was not very big because first, who was it? It didn't, um, shh. No, I triggered the first one.
0: Well, we had Into the Abyss. Yeah, the I abyss triggered one, Into
1: the Abyss, which and then, then you triggered the, the Death traitor, Dance. Yeah,
0: which caused the person to your left to be the traitor. So, of
1: course, no, it was because we had the holy symbol, and some, what room it was in, that I yeah. triggered it, it, made Sean the traitor. Yeah. But he lost.
0: <laughs> eh, you know, it's, it's about winning, not losing. <laughs> sort of. Or winning is the And the then
1: traitor. we played that, what was it, Mice, uh, mice and Mystics? Yeah, mm, I was actually that really was fun. fun. I liked, I liked it. that.
0: I mean, you you were falling asleep towards the end there, but you were, it wasn't
1: because of the game. Yeah, it was you were because I worked. It, so. I worked. So, but it was fun, and I like the fact that he actually took the time to paint his. Oh yeah, He painted nice. his miniatures, every single one of them.
0: Yeah, it made him look like the cards too. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that is some good stuff. Those are so uh, some good games. I need. I've seen those being played. I've never played them myself yet.
1: Oh, yeah. We have an expansion for Betrayal at House on the Hill. It's got 50 more haunts. Yeah.
2: Oh, we won't, nice. we won't throw
0: those in until we finish at least At least we've more. played at
1: least every
0: one of those at, at least, least half of the ones from the normal, ones, so. But, yeah. hey, you know what? This only supports us wanting to buy the D&D version of the House of Betrayal.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The House the um, Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, yeah, Bul- or whatever tra- it's called. The
0: Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, so. That, that's going to be just as awesome.
1: That might have to be our... Our present to ourselves for Christmas.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm
1: thinking. <laughs> like the big gift.
0: Alright, uh, now that we're done talking about some d d awesomeness, uh, let's move on to some Comic-Con awesomeness.
2: Oh my god, yes. Well, in less than two weeks, it'll be a week from this coming Thursday, we get the 2017 edition of the San Diego Comic-Con. Yay! I know, I'm getting pretty excited um, oddly enough, as of while we were recording this, it was good. They finally released the Sunday schedule because that had wasn't up yet. So I actually have now gone over all four days of the event, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, to look for some of the notable events, ones that are kind of catching my eye and whatnot. So, um, you know, I'm just going to go over a very cursory preview of what I've seen for Comic-Con coming up. Um, yeah, schedules have, have gone up, and it is... You know, massive I mean, just trying to read through it Is a pain in the ass But You just gotta be diligent and look Of course, you know you know, Us talking about it means that we're not gonna be there Boo Maybe one day halfway
0: the side of the, not world, the
2: Yeah, I mean, quite frankly To tell you the honest truth It's like, you know it's Like even Gen Con nowadays It's gotten so big I don't know if I would actually even want to go back down to Gen Con I've thought about it and I'm like I'm glad I'm not going this year. So, I mean, I'd rather take the smaller cons. I mean, hell, look at Motor City. We probably... We had almost as much fun. Yeah, we're not getting big news or anything like that like we would at um, SDCC. But you know what? We can have fun.
1: Yeah. Well, I was told by somebody that lives in California that unless you are majorly into cosplay or you have a lot of money just burning a hole in your pocket, it's not worth it.
2: Good to know. So... Hopefully what we will do is hear a lot from these panels. So what I did was I've scoured the four days and I went over some of the big ones and I've listed those. So um I'm just going to quickly go over them, you know, the ones that I've seen that caught my eye and I mean, of course, you can always go to, you know, comiccon. Dot, you know, comiccon.org. It's comic um, con.org and go right onto the Comic Con webpage. page to browse the entire schedule. And, I mean, it is chock full of stuff. But, let's see. Thursday, we've got uh, the Timeless fan tribute celebration because Timeless, the show, had gone from canceled to renewed in three days because of the fan, I don't want to call it outrage, but the outpouring of um, respect for it. The
0: response they got from saying that they're going
2: to cancel it. Exactly. So they're having a big tribute. You've got... Um, Most of the main cast that's going to be there, which is really cool. So that's going to be going on on Thursday. Uh, Jason, right up your alley, they're having a panel for four seasons, Z Nation.
0: Yay! That'll be awesome.
2: Yep, and with most of the main cast, so that'll be fun. Uh, Apparently, first time ever at San Diego Comic-Con will be Goosebumps writer R.L. Stein. Oh, that's cool. So that would be, if they show, if we see YouTube videos of that, I bet you that could be kind of interesting. You know, seeing and watching the guy behind all that craziness. Uh, of course, one that I'm looking forward to. Any news from season um, of the panel concerning the season two of FX's Legion? Be- because, I mean, I know I know, I saw it. I don't think you guys have had a chance to watch um, Legion yet. But, oh, my no, God, is man. that a mind fuck? I mean, that show is crazy. Crazy? Uh, based, based on the Marvel property. Also known as Legion. Apparently, well, if I've I probably mention it, he's the kid of um, Professor X. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then wrapping up the fifth of my things that I saw, they're having a big celebration later that um, later on Thursday for Adam West. Respect. Oh, that's
0: cool.
1: That's why yeah. I've heard of Legion. Dan Stevens is in it.
2: Yep, Dan Stevens. Yep.
1: Mhm. It's my boy from uh, *Downton Abbey* and *Beauty and the Beast*.
2: There you go, exactly.
1: Which reminds me, Beauty and the Beast is out.
2: Yeah, oh, yep, DVD, definitely.
1: I better buy that
2: shit. All right, Friday, of course, since we've got it starting a week from tonight Game of Thrones panel. Mm. Yes, big panel with Game of Thrones. Um, An hour with Adam Savage. So that I would love to see that video, or be in the room with him. I know I'd gone to see one of those show, one of those MythBusters shows with him and um, Jamie Heinemann But see, being in a room with him for an hour would probably be how I felt about when I was in the um, panel for Will Wheaton. That just I had a smile on my face the whole rest of that day after seeing Will Wheaton. So I could only mm-hmm. imagine Adam Savage would be that funny. Uh, Geek and Sundry panel. I mean, Geek and Sundry has been putting out so much stuff. I mean, look at this. Critical Role. They had Tabletop. Everything with Felicia Day. All of that. I mean, they're still doing pretty good. That would be a good notable one. Oddly enough, you know, Friday had some notable stuff, but not a lot that was kind of just screaming at me, which was weird. So, you know, that's why I got a couple of these. Uh, They've got a panel for Disney XD's release of DuckTales. You know... 80s, 80s remake, but when it's being, when the panel is being, um, including and Scrooge McDuck is being voiced by 10th Doctor David Tennant, hell yes. And then one I'm looking to keep an eye on, uh, another uh, Marvel property, which is turning to TV. It's going to be on Fox, if memory serves me correctly. It's going to be called, uh, it's a show called The Gifted. That's going to be... They're going to have an extended sneak pre- peak on Friday. So I want to hear information out of that panel. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday's going to be the big-ass one. Let me just... I'll quickly hit these. Harlequin turns 25. That, I think, would be an interesting th- thing because, you know, she really did come out of um, Batman the Animated Series. So it's been 25 years since her first appearance in there. So they got a big thing going on with her because, I mean, she's become huge. I mean, you can't talk about something without saying Harley Quinn is huge.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, an hour and a half, I've heard 90 minutes long, Warner Brothers is going to be going over their movies that are coming out, which we know you're going to see probably a, another full oh, full-length trailer for Justice League, maybe a teaser for Aquaman. Maybe we might get some Flash movie um, director news or something like that. So I mean, I want to hear. Some, I want to hear what comes out of this Warner Brothers um, panel. Um, of course, not to be outdone, uh, studio chairman. You know, or not studio chair, chairman, but um, the grand master of the MCU, Kevin Feige, will be. Doing the hour-long Marvel Studios presentation, which you can only imagine, maybe we'll see a, um, Ant-Man versus the Wasp teaser potentially. Um, I doubt we'll see another Black Panther trailer because it has only been about a month and a half since we saw that first one. So that's also you know one I'm looking forward to. Star Trek Discovery, the new series that's going to be popping out this fall on uh, CBS All Access for. You know, the Star Trek series that basically takes place about ten years before Captain Kirk and the original series. That panel's hitting on Saturday. And not to be outdone, Westworld. The Westworld cast panel. That, I'm looking to hear some more on. Because, I mean, Westworld is just... Westworld was huge last season. I mean, that first season was just balls out huge. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then, luckily... I mean, I was going to wrap with that, but luckily... Sunday posted, so big things for Sunday. Supernatural panel, April right up your alley, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Who panel with oddly enough, you got Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the most, the main cast plus Stephen Moffat still, even though we know Capaldi's on his way out, Moffat's on his way out. So kind of curious to hear what happens with that. Um. The Princess Leia Fan Club tribute. Which, since you know it's you know hasn't been a full year since okay. the passing of Carrie Fisher, uh, they're having a whole panel with a tribute to Princess Leia. Uh, celebrity chef Duff Goldman is going to be having a panel, basically about the surge and rise of like nerd themed cakes. And I mean, I'm I'd be more than willing to bet you that Duff Goldman is a big old nerd. Huge nerd. Um, special su- um, Returns to SDCC with a special surprise to talk about the explosion in popularity of nerd-themed cakes and weddings, how Instagram changed the way we view food, and what's in store for him as he continues to take over the culinary world one cake at a time. Yes. So, so that's kind of freaking awesome to hear. And one that, I mean, I doubt that I'll see a video of this, but this one seems interesting to me. It's called Starship Smackdown. The Revenge, and basically what they do is, um, it's they call it the musty panel of Comic Con and uh, WonderCon Anaheim, as profiled on NPR's All Things Considered. Uh, who will duke it out for the highly coveted SmackDown title of the year? Can the Enterprise defeat an Imperial Star Destroyer? Will Rogue One be assimilated by a Borg Cube? Will the the Stromo be taken over by Rathers? And will the Jefferson Starship ever win anything? Not to mention, did they actually build Caprica out of rock and roll?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that sounds kind of interesting just because I do. I mean, I watch those shows and I see the uh, Starships and I love those. I love how they look. So it's awesome. Um, not to mention the collectibles. All oh, the collectibles that are going to be coming out due to it way too many for me to start mentioning right now because i'm already long-winded enough as it is this is an extra large episode of the um inglorious geeks this week so i would also um, like
0: to add one more thing to that yes Uh, so um i found this interesting because i i've been interested in in like these comic cons actually doing this but san diego also announced um last year uh and hopefully it will be the same for this year that they are streaming Hall H panels. So the panels in Hall H on the program schedule should be available online.
2: Oh, thank you for that. I will have, to, because I know a lot of those. I'd say a good majority of those yeah. are Hall
0: H. Yeah, because they did some, like the big ones are there. Like I saw Doctor Who I think was on the Hall H. Um, some of the, the ones Mar- that you mentioned, like Teen Wolf. Uh, Netflix has got uh, quite a few. Uh, the Nerdist panel with Chris Hardwick, which I thought was interesting, is going to be there. So on Hall H. So at least we'll get because oh, he's yeah, already you, kind of a public figure, anyways, in nerddom. So
2: but, yeah, you know, the Marvel and the DC one are both going to be Hall H. Game of
0: Thrones are actually there. It's like supposedly like, the, the biggest hall, and that's where like everybody wants to get into, and it's hard for people to get into that. So that's probably mm-hmm. why also they're doing this. So.
2: Thank yeah. you for that update, Jason. I did not catch that. I did not know that, sir.
0: Don't ask me where it's going to be streaming at, but we'll find out once it gets closer, because I'll be probably trying to watch it. So.
2: Well, I can tell you right now. Well, And the funny thing is, you can filter it and see all of them. Yeah. It looks like, of all the ones Just I the mentioned, grid. there's a 20th Century Fox one. You said yeah, you Teen know. Wolf, Nerdist, uh, Big Bang Theory video, game, The Game of Thrones, Preacher. Uh, the Warner Brothers and the Marvel One, Westworld. God, oh, three of the five out of Saturday I mentioned. Um, the Doctor Who panel and Supernatural will all be Hall H's, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Good call, Jason. Thank you, sir. Okay. And you copied a link to the panel schedule on the page, right? Yeah,
0: I did. So we've got that there. So you can go watch the panel or look at the panels if you
2: cool all right jason you got some tech talk
0: i do okay so um i thought this was cool uh i i actually looked into this for my home at one point and thought it was way too expensive because it is true it's very expensive uh google's new startup dandelion wants to heat your home using affordable geothermal heating and cooling systems so uh they're what they're trying to do is lower the cost of these systems because like uh, right now, when I was gonna go look into it, although there was a ten thousand dollar tax in- incentive uh, to drop the price down from fifty eight thousand to install, I still didn't want to drop $48,000 because that's, like, what? That's super expensive. Well, Google's Dandelion system is supposedly going to drop the cost down to about twenty to twenty-five k to install these. Because, like, one of the most expensive parts about dropping these new systems is putting the giant hole in the ground that you have to run this, uh, this tube that will, like, you know, like... It's the same principle as your car, like radiator, like it just picks up the cooler and hot, and then transfers the energy from that into or from the like coolant. Uh, so, anyways, that's one of the more expensive things, and they f- feel like they can probably reduce the cost down to twenty to twenty-five k. So, and they're already taking signups in New York. So, if you live in New York, you could actually be part of the Dandelion Experience and get relatively cheap geothermal. Uh, so anybody heard of McAfee antivirus? Mm-hmm. So Intel bought them a while back ago. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so ever since then John McAfee has not been able to use his name for anything.
1: No, remember I talked about his birthday a couple months mm-hmm. ago. Yeah.
0: Well, he finally came to an agreement with Intel and can actually use his name. But it cannot be used for cybersecurity and security, which makes sense because that's technically what the company was that made his name uh, that was using it they had his name for. Um, and then he can actually, um, and he can't make it or create a company that ha- uses his name, so he can't be like John McAfee or anything like that. Um, but he can use his name for promotions, presentations, and advertisements. Um, John McAfee is also a weird kind of fellow too. So just if anybody, if any of you fellows who follow him, he's just a very weird guy. I, I don't know. Uh, just go read his Twitter feed. Anyways, um, elderly drivers in Japan may be required um to use vehicles with automatic braking uh to increase public safety (laughs) i feel that this is something they should bring to america
1: agreed Uh, i have a test pilot (laughs)
0: yeah yeah exactly we all have elderly people we all will become elderly of course hopefully by the time we're old um and would have this issue our cars will just drive us everywhere but um yeah i really do feel this is something that's this might also be though something that promotes people buying more expensive cars because it's not going to be some automatic braking isn't going to be into you know built into something you already own right now so i mean like how many cars out there do that like i feel i've seen a few ads for cars like jaguars and all that that have like this built in but yeah Anyways, so it's going to become a thing in Japan, which might actually make it bring it to America, which might mean we may have fewer accidents or at least people rear-ending us. You can never stop people from sideswiping us, though. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, anyways, um, Amazon threatens to kill the Whole Foods deal, which kind of actually does affect us here because actually we have a Whole Foods just like not too far away, like eight minutes away. So. Um, but because Whole Foods uh, feels that they're w- well worth more than the $13.7 billion that Amazon's willing to pay for them, they've decided to raise the agreed amount share from $41 to $45. Um, Amazon countered with 42 and said that if they decide to try to make this a bidding war, they're probably just going to step out of it. So... Eh, I don't know because you know they're trying to use Whole Foods as their um I I don't know how many people have been targeted if you're on Amazon whatsoever they have this Amazon Fresh thing so you can get fresh foods delivered to you or whatever and they're using the Whole Foods like you know market or buildings or whatever to distribute some of these foods because it'll be way more convenient to target some of these people and you know the people who shop at Whole Foods already are expected to pay high prices anyway so what's a few dollars for delivery so um that's cool Anyways, Oregon raises smoking age to 21 to help prevent bad habits. Nice. Yeah, that's what I, that's, that's all really had, but, you know, that's that's cool. Like I think it's a good idea. It's they've said that most people build up build their habits before the age of 21 um, which go on to become hard and almost impossible for people to stop and break. So, I mean, we broke the habit, but damn straight you guys did
1: Oh, smoking. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh,
1: that's all I got. That's part of what today is.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Today is part celebration, part birthday celebration. Woo! For her mom's my birthday. My mom's birthday was the second, and Tuesday will be a year for me and Jason, and the seventeenth will be a year for my mom. So I decided to celebrate, and I bought us shine down tickets. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so we've just got one last bit of a bit of a remembrance here for someone that we've lost. Uh, April, would you like to? Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't like to, but I will. <clears throat> well, you, you, you you've remember. seen the show True Blood, yes, yes, Jason? Yes, I have. Have you seen the show True Blood, Chris? I've seen
2: bits and pieces of it, yes.
0: Same. That's
1: about my, my. my f- one of my favorite characters on the entire television series, which was one of the few characters that actually made it through the entire series, was Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Not Lestat. No. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, really? <laughs> hey, we are having a we are having a s we're having a we're having a serious <laughs> movie, I know. Again. I know. Anyways, Lafayette was played by an actor named Nelson Ellis.
0: Yeah.
1: Nelson Ellis was born in 1978 in Illinois. I did not know this. Anyways. He's older than us. Yeah, he was born in 1978. Um, he died yesterday. Um, the cause was complications from heart failure. Yeah.
0: Hmm. He was yeah.
1: 39.
0: Yeah, that stinks.
1: HBO said that we were extremely saddened to hear of the passing of Nelson Ellis. Um, Nelson was a longtime member of the HBO family, <clears throat> whose groundbreaking portrayal of Lafayette will be remembered fondly, with the overall legacy of True Blood. Um, by the way, in case anybody's wondering, I am reading from an article on the, in Variety, True Blood star Nelson Ellis dies at 39 by J.D. Knapp, written uh, yesterday. <clears throat> <clears throat> he said Nelson was a singular talent whose creativity never ceased to amaze me, said Alan Ball. Working with him was a privilege. Um, he was on the help. The help co star Octavia Spencer broke the news on Instagram Saturday morning saying, Just got word that we lost Nelson. My heart breaks for his kids and family. <clears throat> I, I that killed me when I found out he had kids. He was born in Harvey, Illinois, and he and his siblings were moved to Alabama to live with their aunt before Ellis decided to move back to Chicago at 15. When he was 17, he joined the Marines, but quit shortly after. After studying at Illinois State University, he went on to get his BFA from Juilliard. I think it's pretty cool. Where he just so happened to be a class above his eventual True Blood co-star, Rutina Wesley. Hmm. And then the studies, he said, this is uh, Nelson's quote. The studies were so intense, and the institution is so white, and I'm a black man from the South with a very specific vernacular and palette (laughs) he recalled to backstage in 2009. He said, I felt like an alien, and I struggled the first couple of years, but it transformed who I am as an actor and a person. So after a single season on Fox's The Inside, opposite Rachel Nichols and Adam Baldwin... In an episode of Veronica Mars Ellis was then cast in the role that would define his career gay short order cook Lafayette Reynolds this is my favorite quote right here I have more makeup on than any of the females in the True Blood cast he once <laughs> said famously to the Philadelphia choir once they get me with the fake eyelashes and the eye makeup I listen to some Rihanna and I'm there <laughs>
2: mm.
1: After 80 episodes over the span of seven seasons, Ellis walked away with a handful of sought-after awards, two satellite awards and Iwi for Best Supporting Dramatic Actor and a new Now Next award for Actor on the Brink of Fame. And then following the success of True Blood, he moved from TV to film, landing key roles in movies like Get On Up, The Stanford Prison Experiment, Little Boxes, The Butler, he played Martin Luther King Jr. in The Butler, Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And The Health. Most recently, the actor could be seen in a lead role on CBS's Elementary. Uh, he was Shinwell Johnson. And one of my favorite movies, Secretariat, he played Eddie Sweat. <laughs> Crushed today by the loss of my friend and castmate Nelson Ellis, said True Blood co-star Joe Manganiello. He was a wonderful person, a pioneer, and a -a one-of-a-kind artist. Rest in peace. He is survived by his grandmother, his father, and his son, Brian, as well as seven siblings. So, rest in peace, Nelson Ellis. He will be truly missed. I kind of feel like I need to be watching True Blood this week. So, that is my remembrance of today. About all I can muster. Anyways. All right, everybody. Yep.
0: So that's, that's that's our show. Woo!
1: Yeah. Got anything, anything else, anyone? anyone? to
0: add. Um, just maybe our... angry looking babies.
1: <laughs> 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 good timing. Good timing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. no, I have our social media. I Just got to get to it here real quick. So talk amongst yourselves. Um, Rhode Island is neither road nor island.
0: Yeah. Discuss. Discuss. Uh. <laughs> Yes, um, and speaking of Rhode Island, there's this new map that uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I hear it's really awesome about deserts, because like Rhode Island is not a desert, so.
2: <laughs> I think I'm gonna finally try to break out Boss Monster and actually try to play that today. Ooh,
0: Boss Monster, it's a one-player game. Or are you gonna go to a park and find some friends and uh, play some games?
2: No, I'm gonna try to play it one hand. I wanna pl- try to play it like I'm just two people, but play it, you know one player. Oh, okay. I got that. I got that skill set. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a quote or something for us? So no, I got our social media crap.
0: You got social
1: media crap. Huh? <laughs> social
0: media crap. <laughs> I want that. Social media crap. It's craptastically
1: <gasps> fantastic. Okay, so if you want to listen to us, which obviously you probably already are, so ignore this part. You can find us on um, iTunes and Stitcher, and or you can go directly to the website, directly to the source of the poison www.ingloriousgeeks.com <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: um, If you want to talk to me or Jason or Chris um, Facebook Glorious Geeks is the group um, I have a Twitter Chris has a Twitter My Twitter is inglorious underscore geek Instagram is geeks 3 On twitch.tv I am inglorious geek Come find us Play with us
0: That's play yes, with us Yes
1: Let's play some games, yeah. Now, and if there are any new listeners out there, never feel, never don't feel like you can't contact us. I'm always looking for new ideas. Okay. Yeah. Come okay. over and say hey. Just come to us. So, we
0: are the Inglorious Geeks. So, sit down. Shut up. And roll initiative. Woo! Alright, thanks everybody. Go shine down! Yeah, shine down. Shine down! I'd like to leave you with this quote. Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. Dennis the Peasant from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Referring to the lady in the lake. I
1: was going to say that has to be the lady in the lake. <laughs> I know my Arthurian legends. Thank you. All
0: right. Well, everybody, thank you. Later, taters.
2: Have fun, y'all. Y'all drive safe.
0: Bye.